0: Welcome to Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast where we dismantle the media misinformation that floods our news feeds all week long. The media tries to mislead you literally every day. Each episode of this podcast will leave you more equipped to correctly interpret the news and spot their deception quicker than before. This is Luke Taylor, an austere religious scholar who will be your host in this week's episode, and this week hasn't seen anything really explosive in the realm of fake news. I mean, there's been the general fake news, but it's it's kind of stuff we've been covering already the past few weeks. It's really a continuation of last week's bullying that we talked about. How all the media gangs up on certain figures that they want to pressure into doing what the Democrats want. Joe Manchin, Dave Chappelle, Mark Zuckerberg. You know, all three of those guys that we were talking about last time, I, all three of them would consider themselves Democrat most days of the week. That's why the Democrats in their media empire are all collaborating to bully them. Because they know that fellow Democrats are terrified of public opinion being against them because they're all cowards. So they'll keep pushing until they get their way. So I fully expect Mark Zuckerberg at some point to give in because he just always folds to pressure. Joe Manchin will eventually sign some kind of excessive spending deal for the Democrats. That was was always a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of how many compromises he can get them to make in the meantime. And so this week's really just been kind of more of the same. Um, one interesting thing in the realm of Facebook, they rebranded themselves this week. They announced, actually just yesterday, as of the day I'm recording this on Friday, they announced yesterday they're going to have a new name. It's called Meta. And I guess they're they're launching their, <laughs> their media empire. They've kind of already been building the past, you know, decade and a half. They're launching this new media empire that's supposed to make us more socially connected than ever before, making strides in the areas of virtual reality and online gatherings, um, even beyond what Facebook's already brought to the table. You know, I think this announcement was probably because they've had two or three weeks of negative headlines about Facebook. And so this is kind of a smart marketing move um, if they were going to announce these, this new advances that they've made in virtual reality. This was a pretty good time to do that because it kind of changes the conversation about Facebook away from what it has been for the past few weeks. And, and now there's kind of this confusion, okay, when when the media wants to run a headline against Facebook, are they going to call it Facebook or are they going to call it this new name Meta? You know, that now they've got a they've got two different names that they have to try to taint and that kind of divides up the attacks the the media is able to launch. Um, Because it's I don't I don't think the actual social media, like if you have the Facebook app on your phone, I would imagine that's still going to be called Facebook. And that's that's probably what the social media that like the specifically the social media app side of things, the platform where people make a Facebook account and all that. I think that will stay the same. But from what I understand, this this whole corporation that owns Facebook is going to be called Meta meta is going to have more things going on than just Facebook itself the social media platform they're gonna have other things going on as well that, that probably all integrates and in all that they also own like Instagram and I think some other uh apps of that type as well so that that's that's probably one thing that's changed this week but it, as far as the fake news coverage I think all that was just to try to 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 get all the negativity about Facebook you know kind of pushed to the side for a little bit as they talk about this new way that they're gonna Try to change social interactions. So this past week, really though, for the most part, if you get on Reddit or whatever, you scroll over to the news section. It's just constant bullying of Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, Dave Chappelle, still Mark Zuckerberg, and also added to the fray this week, Condoleezza Rice. She was added to the bullying, and and she actually is a Republican, I believe. She was the former Secretary of State under George Bush, and she went on some show and made a negative comment about critical race theory, um, and after that, <laughs> the, the bullying on her, the piling on her started up, and it's it's just to get mad at her because she's a black woman who criticized the liberal perspective on race that they're trying to promote now nowadays, this critical race theory. The Grio, uh, an online website, they posted a piece that called her a foot soldier for white supremacy. This black woman called her a foot soldier for white supremacy because that's what they do anytime a black person dares to criticize critical race theory uh any you know any of the democrats propaganda that they put out about race all the time they get called a white supremacist even if they're a black person i think uh what was his name larry was it larry elder who ran for governor in california recently i remember um uh what, what the los angeles times or one of those one of those california papers they called him the black face of white supremacy. Anytime someone who's a black person goes against the the left's narrative, you know, they think that they get to own the black people and they can control what the black people say and, and, and don't you dare try to think for yourself or say something that we don't approve of. If you do that, they'll just call you a white supremacist too. And so that's been kind of what's going on. Uh, white supremacy is just what they, that's the label they want to stick on anything that goes against democratic purposes right now anything that would hurt the democrats they just label it white supremacy regardless of how much sense it makes in and out burger is a is a burger chain i don't think they're really popular in my area of the country i think they're more maybe on the coasts or maybe more in the the western part of the country anyway in and out burger recently recently announced that they were not going to comply with any vaccine mandates on their employees that the government is trying to push right now and so with you know within a week cnn's running headlines about how In-N-Out Burger is a white supremacist. I'm not even kidding. You can go look this up. <laughs> so In-N-Out Burger is a white supremacist um, burger joint because they won't enforce vaccine mandates. I mean, the, just anything they can slap white supremacy on, they will do because that it's all part of this public pressure campaign. Even if it has nothing to do with race, it, you know, 90% of their, 95% of their claims about race actually have nothing to do with race. It's just smears. You know, that's just what, that's all they have. So that's all they go for is is just the smears. But anyway, like I said, haven't had anything monumental worth talking about for the past week. So here's what I thought we would do today. I thought this week's episode would be a good opportunity to take a walk down memory lane. I want to look at something that happened one year ago this week, and I want to talk about how the media covered it. Uh, And I think that'll be, that'll be what we learned from this week in the realm of fake news. It was one year ago this week that the second and final presidential debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden took place. In a normal election cycle, there's three presidential debates. However, after the first debate last year, President Trump contracted the coronavirus. And this played right into the media's narrative that Trump and Republicans were not taking COVID-19 risks seriously. You know, Despite the fact that countless Democrat figures contracted the virus as well. But this played right into their narrative, and and in hindsight, this definitely hurt Trump's re-election chances, because he had to temporarily suspend his campaign, you know, right in the, the month or two leading up to the election. He had to suspend his campaign for a little bit so he could recover, and his first debate performance was so disastrous, the Democrats definitely didn't want to afford him any opportunity to recover from that. So... The planned third debate ended up being the second and final debate of 2020. And this was a year ago this week. And this one went a lot better than the first for both parties. Okay, for one thing, the microphones were muted when it was the other person's turn to speak. This made for one of the most, probably the most civil debate that I've ever seen in my lifetime, believe it or not, was <laughs> that, that last debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden last year, because they weren't allowed to interrupt each other. They just had to state their own cases. And... Um, I I actually much more enjoyed this debate, and I think it was much more beneficial for Americans to see where the two candidates stood on issues. One of the most civil debates I've ever seen in my lifetime, I can't say that this civility extended to the media fact-checkers who covered the debate the next day. And that's what we're going to talk about on this show for a little bit. Knowing what we know now, how well did the media do in its analysis and fact-checking of the final 2020 presidential debate. Spoilers, not great, Bob. So I have in my hands a transcript of the 2020 debate as written by USA Today. I want to give them credit for including in their transcript, they included all the uhs and the ums and the candidates trying to talk over each other, which did ha- it did happen a few times in that debate. Sometimes journalists refine all the ums and uhs. When I was a journalist, I did I did that myself for people. But in a debate performance and in typing of a manuscript, I appreciate that they actually presented these men in reality. These two <laughs> doddering inarticulate fools who can barely finish a coherent sentence. Neither of these guys had any business running for president at their age. And now we can hem and haw about who had more verbal gaffes and all that. I'm just going to actually play the clips today and let them hem and haw for you. And you know, I wasn't going to play audio clips on this radio show, on this podcast show when I first started. The, the reason I didn't want to do that is it's just a whole lot more work for me to track down the clips each week. Plus, when you start a podcast, it asks you to check a box, and you can always go back and change it, but it asks you to check a box whether or not you're going to use third party content. And if you are, you have to make sure you're not using someone else's copyrighted content. And so I had to look up the laws for that this week. And I found out I can play you clips from a debate. In fact, you can you can play clips from other people's created content, but you can't play the whole thing in its entirety. You can only play sections of it, and then you're allowed to comment on it or criticize it and all that. That's That's considered fair use. But if someone has, like, made a song, I can't just play the whole song without their permission. So um, I kind of had to look up the the legal issues on that to make sure I wasn't breaking any rules. So today, I can play some clips from the 2020 presidential debate and we can talk about those things. And that's not breaking any rules. And so to start today, I want to give you Trump's opening remarks at that 2020 final debate.
1: So as you know, 2.2 million people modeled out, were expected to die. We closed up the greatest economy in the world in order to fight this horrible disease that came from China. It's a worldwide pandemic. It's all over the world. You see the spikes in Europe and many other places right now. Uh, If you notice, the mortality rate is down 85 percent. The excess mortality rate is way down and much lower than almost any other country. And we're fighting it, and we're fighting it hard. There is a spike. There was a spike in Florida, and it's now gone. There was a very big spike in Texas. It's now gone. There was a very big spike in Arizona. It's now gone. And there are some spikes and surges in other places. They will soon be gone. We have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks, and it's going to be delivered. We have uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is— the military is going to distribute the vaccine.
0: Now, let's just fact-check a few of those claims from the president. Were 2.2 million people modeled to die? Actually, that was a slim possibility according to one of the models. Last year, in March of 2020, the media had a field day reporting that 2.2 million people could die from the coronavirus by the end of the year. Now, obviously, the final number was not nearly that much. A more realistic prospect was uh, probably a few hundred thousand. The 2.2 million number was an extreme case. It was not at all likely. The more realistic projection would just be a few hundred thousand. So what does the media run with in their headlines? Well, they run with the 2.2 million number because they wanted to make COVID sound as scary as possible. As The Intercept reported last year, 2.2 million people in the U.S. could die if coronavirus goes unchecked. And I remember when that study came out, of course, every media company... That I, that I remember, they made that the headline. The worst case scenario, That's and the least likely scenario, they made that the literal headline news. 2.2 million people could be dead by the end of this year from coronavirus, because they wanted to make it as scary as possible. Um, the, the media will always report the scariest possible version of events because that gets them clicks and that drives up the emotion in the country. That gets everyone in a frenzy. It gets people worked up. It's the media exerting their control over the population. That's just what they do. You always got to remember that whenever you're reading a, a study comes out of projections about the future, the media will always run with whatever's scariest. Just remember that next time you see an article about climate change coming out, and they say, "Oh, in 15 years in 20 years, this is you know this much of America is going to be underwater." They're always going to go with the scariest possible outcome, not at all what's the most likely outcome when they're reporting in the headlines. So always make sure you look a little bit deeper than what the headlines say before you get worked up about something like that. So anyway, in that debate last year, Trump basically quoted the worst case scenario that the media put forth. He said, you know, hey, 2.2 million people could have died and we don't have numbers that are nearly that bad right now. In fact, at the time of the debate, it was closer to 200,000 people who had died. So Trump quotes the media's own fear-mongering. He says, hey, everyone's blaming me for COVID when the death toll wasn't as bad as it could have been. So how does the media respond to that? Well, NBC fact-checked the president on this. They said that he was misleading. Because when the media says 2.2 million people could die, it's headline news. But when Trump says it, they report it as misleading. Okay, let's look at Trump's next claim in his opening statement. He said, we have a vaccine that's coming, it's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks and it's going to be delivered. When he said this, the media jumped all over it because they had been reporting all year that a vaccine was not going to be ready by the end of 2020. And here Trump is, at the end of 2020, saying a vaccine announcement is only a few weeks away. The media and the Democrats did not want a vaccine that soon because they didn't want a solution to the coronavirus pandemic. They wanted to use the pandemic and the lockdowns to expand government power. They admitted this. I mean, they outright said this. If we had a Democrat president last year, I tell you, we would not have had a vaccine by the end of 2020. We probably still wouldn't have one today. And now we have the knowledge that Trump was right about a vaccine announcement being a few weeks away. And he said this at the end of October in that debate, the vaccine was announced in mid November. But when Trump says at the debate that a vaccine announcement is coming soon, here's how the moderator and Joe Biden responded.
1: President Trump, I'd like to follow up with you and your comments. You talked about taking a therapeutic. I assume you're referencing Regeneron. You also said a vaccine will be coming within weeks. Yes. Is that a guarantee? No, it's not a guarantee, but it will be by the end of the year. But I think it has a good chance. There are two companies, I think, within a matter of weeks, and it will be distributed very quickly. Can
0: you tell us which companies?
1: Uh, Johnson & Johnson is doing very well, Moderna is doing very well, Pfizer is doing very well, and we have numerous others, then we also have others that we're working on very closely with other countries, in particular Europe.
0: Everything Trump said right there was correct. The media excoriated Trump for this in their fact checking. They said the things that he was claiming were not possible. Here is a CNN headline after that debate, fact check. Trump falsely says that the COVID-19 vaccine is ready. They said, it's false to say that a vaccine is currently ready. The FDA has not approved a vaccine for emergency use authorization. Now, you got to look at what he said when he said ready in context. The word ready can obviously be a little bit fluid. Like if my wife says supper is ready, it means you can come to the dinner table right now because the food is finished being prepared. But if you're going out to dinner with your wife and she's in the bathroom and she says she's ready, you know you might still be sitting in the car waiting another three hours. If you're sitting in church and the pastor says he's ready to close down the sermon, you know you might be sitting there another three weeks. The word ready can be flexible depending on the context. So when Trump is speaking in the context of a vaccine, those can take months and usually years to produce. When he says it's ready, probably what he means is they've got the formula down and they're just testing it and that they're on the verge of announcement. How do I know that's what he meant? Because of the sentence that the word ready appeared in. Let me read it again. He said, we have a vaccine that's coming. It's ready. It's going to be announced within weeks. That statement was absolutely true. And all the fact checkers in the media looked only at the word ready, interpreted it in this super literal way, totally ignored everything about the context. They didn't even acknowledge that Trump said the announcement was weeks away. They just said, well, if it's ready, why haven't they announced it? See what Trump said here was completely true. And by the way, I would readily acknowledge that Trump had a lying problem in general. Like totally, I don't consider him an honest person. There are very few politicians that I do find honest. But the media was bent on convincing America that Trump was lying on some kind of scale that we'd just never seen before. And so they interpreted all his words through this hyper-literal filter that they don't apply to anyone else. And as we say here, Trump told the straight truth about the vaccine, and the media called it a lie. Let's listen to how Biden responded to this claim about the vaccine announcement being weeks away. Vice President Biden, your reaction, and just 40% of
1: Americans say they would definitely agree to take a coronavirus vaccine if it was approved by the government. What steps would you take to give Americans confidence in a vaccine if it were approved? Make sure it's totally transparent. Have the scientists of the world see it, know it, look at it. Go through all the processes. And by the way, he's, this is the same fellow who told you this is going to end by Easter last time. This is the same fellow who told you that, don't worry, we're going to end this by the summer. We're about to go into a dark winter, a dark winter. And he has no clear plan and there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next year.
0: Last year at the debate, Joe Biden said there's no prospect that there's going to be a vaccine available for the majority of the American people before the middle of next of 2021 this statement was a complete lie and how did the media fact check that crickets and by the way i don't know why i need to explain this you can't fact check a claim about the future it's impossible to know but now we do know what the future held a year after that debate we know that trump was right and biden was wrong and the fact checkers lied because they're not fact checkers they're democratic activists President Trump, your reaction? He says you I have don't no think plan. I not
1: we're going to have a dark winter and at all. We're opening up our country. We've learned and studied and understand the disease, which we didn't at the beginning. When I closed and banned China from coming in heavily infected and then ultimately Europe, but China was in January, months later, he was saying I was xenophobic. I did it too soon. Now he's saying, oh, I should have—I uh, should have, you know, moved quicker. But he didn't move quicker. He was months behind me, many months behind me. And, frankly, he ran the H1N1 swine flu, and it was a total disaster, far less lethal. But it was a total disaster. Had that had this kind of numbers, 700,000 people would be dead right now. But it was a far less lethal disease. Uh, Look, his own person who ran that for him, who, as you know, was his uh, chief of staff, said It was catastrophic. It was horrible. We didn't know what we were doing. Now he comes up and he tells us how to do this. Also, everything that he said about the way, every single move that he said we should make, that's what we've done. We've done all of it. But he was way behind us.
0: Trump here is referring to a comment by one of the Obama-Biden administration officials. This was referring to back when the swine flu epidemic happened in 2009. Now, I am going to quote that official in a few moments, but he says that Obama and Biden had no idea what they were doing when they fought the swine flu because it's just the kind of disaster, like coronavirus, it's the kind of disaster that no one can be prepared for. It's, it's just too unpredictable. So, the media fact checkers set to work. Was this claim by Trump honest? Well, here's how ABC News reported it. They said, Trump misleads when comparing the COVID-19 pandemic to H1N1 and the Obama administration response. And then they quote, ABC News quotes the CDC saying, that the Obama administration had a complex, multifaceted, and long-term response. Their source saying that the CDC under Obama did a good job is the CDC. They just quote the CDC congratulating themselves as a rebuttal to Trump's claim that the Obama administration didn't know what they were doing. And I just want to point out something else about that too. Is that quote ever, is that even actually a statement of any kind of achievement? Then when you say, oh, our response to the swine flu, it was complex, multifaceted, and long-term. Couldn't you just say those exact same words about how the Trump administration fought the coronavirus? I mean, it's just vague words that they don't actually communicate anything. What was Trump himself talking about when he claimed this? Well, when Trump said this at the debate, and I knew right away what he was talking about. I don't know if the media did or if they were just not going to acknowledge what he was talking about. When Trump said that, he was quoting Ron Klain. Ron Klain was the chief of staff for Joe Biden in 2009. Now here's a quote that Ron Klain said 10 years after that in 2019. Ron Klain said this of his, own, of his own free will and volition. This was before coronavirus pandemic. This was just him reminiscing to, I think it was to Politico, um, reminiscing on the events of 2009. He said this in 2019. It is purely a fortuity that this isn't one of the great mass casualty events in American history. It had nothing to do with us doing anything right. It just had to do with luck. If anyone thinks that this can't happen again, they don't have to go back to 1918. They just have to go back to 2009, 2010, and imagine a virus with a different lethality, and you could just do the math on that. So that was Ron Klain talking about how lucky, that was his words, how lucky the Obama and Biden administration was back then that the swine flu just wasn't very lethal. He said it had nothing to do with us doing anything right meaning us, meaning the Obama and Biden administration. He said it had nothing to do with us doing anything right. It was all luck. I retrieved these comments from an article that ran in Politico, and it said that this is what the title of that article was. Biden has fought a pandemic before. It did not go smoothly. So at the debate a year ago this week, Trump referred to those comments in the debate. He quoted Joe Biden's former chief of staff. He quoted his own words the fact-checkers at ABC, they just called Trump misleading. They didn't even reference the fact that Trump was citing Ron Klain, even though Trump said that that's who he was citing. He did not They didn't even acknowledge that Trump was citing Joe Biden's former chief of staff. They just said Trump was being misleading. And then Trump also claims that Biden called him xenophobic when he shut down travel to China. That was absolutely true. I remember that last year. When Trump shut down travel to China, at the first part of 2020, the Democrats said he didn't do it for health reasons. They said he did it because he was racist against Chinese people. Biden said at that time, he said, this is not the time for Trump's hysteria and xenophobia. He said that in a tweet on the day that Trump banned travel to China. Later on, studies showed that Trump saved thousands of lives by banning travel as early as he did. But did the Democrats turn around and admit that it was smart policy and that Trump wasn't doing it out of racism? Of course not. Here's how Biden responded at the debate. Vice President Biden, your response?
1: My response is he is xenophobic, but not because he shut down access from China. And he did it late after 40 countries had already done that.
0: So now Biden says it was a good idea to ban travel to China. It just, it wasn't xenophobic because 40 other countries already had the same idea. So when 40 other countries do it, the Democrats just ignore that. But when Trump does it, they say it's xenophobia. And when the facts actually eventually do show that it was a good idea, Biden says it was actually the right thing to do, but Trump is still xenophobic, but just not for the reason that Biden said he was xenophobic. Do you see how he just tries to rewrite history? And the media fact checkers totally ignored this. They call Trump a liar when he makes true statements about the future, but they say Biden is honest when he makes false statements about the past. Let me say that one more time. The media calls Trump a liar when he makes true statements about the future. But they say Biden is honest when he makes false statements about the past. All those quotes I shared today were just from the first eight or nine minutes of the debate. And by now, I'm, I'm getting tired of going through this. I think you kind of see the point of what I'm talking about today, about how much the, the fact checkers are really just Democratic activists, that they need their own fact checkers. I guess that's what I'm here for. That they need their own fact checkers and that the stuff when you anytime you see in a headline fact check you just already know it's not going to be something worth even reading <laughs> biden lied all of last year about the state of the coronavirus pandemic and he's lied all of this year the vaccine was announced just to go through some things from this year the vaccine was announced in november of 2020 it started being distributed in december of 2020 Joe Biden said that his administration's goal was to distribute 1 million doses a day. By the time he became president toward the end of January 2021, the Trump administration was already distributing a million a a day. So Biden took credit for it. From day one, Biden has tried to take credit for a vaccine that he had nothing to do with. And the media plays right along. I want to make a few more comments about the vaccine and Biden's lies because he spent all of 2021 trying to convince Americans to take it. Now he's trying to force them to take it with unconstitutional mandates. His main strategy in getting people to take the vaccine, his main strategy has been to demonize and bully anyone who doesn't want to get it. He made the comment a few months ago, get vaccinated if you haven't, you're not nearly as smart as I thought you were. The Democratic game plan seems to be to just bully anyone who doesn't get on board with their agenda, like I was telling you in last week's program. They're nothing but cowards and bullies, and they just try to bully all the cowards into obeying them. They don't want to convince you with facts and data because they don't ultimately care if you agree with them. They, they just want the moral high ground and the, to have that control over you. That's why they don't take a listening ear to the concerns of those who don't want the vaccine, but they'd rather just berate you and publicly shame you. So Biden says, get the vaccine or you're not smart. This was the same man who was telling you a year ago this week we wouldn't even have a vaccine available for everyone before summer of 2021. The same man who was creating vaccine hesitancy last year, when Trump was developing it, in in October of 2020, uh, or this might have been September. But this is what this is what Joe Biden said in as the the election season was winding down and getting closer to election day. This is what Biden said. He said, "I trust vaccines. I trust scientists, but I don't trust Donald Trump." He wanted to create fear and hesitancy about the vaccine because at the time of the election, if Donald Trump was able to actually get a vaccine out quickly that was effective, that would have helped Donald Trump in the polls and Joe Biden didn't want that. So last year he was creating vaccine hesitancy by acting like the vaccine was going to come from Trump himself. This is what his vice president, Kamala Harris, this is what she said in October 2020. If the public health professionals, if Dr. Fauci, if the doctors tell us that we should take it, I'll be the first in line to take it, absolutely. But if Donald Trump tells us that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Now, this is what she said in October of 2020. If you were to say this today, in 2021, you'd be kicked off. Your post would be censored. You'd be accused of disseminating disinformation and you'd be deplatformed. Why? Well, because in 2020, vaccine hesitancy would benefit the Democrats politically. In 2021, vaccine hesitancy hurts the Democrats politically. And the fact checkers will not admit that Biden and Harris made these comments last year. The fact checkers, when when posts about Joe Biden and Kamala Harris saying these things are shared on social media, there'll be a fact check thing at the bottom. It'll say this, well, Harris only said that about if Trump personally created the vaccine. That's such a stupid read of her words because nobody thought Donald Trump was in a science lab mixing up vials to inject in our bodies. Like, if he was doing that, I wouldn't take that concoction either. But was that ever a realistic possibility? No. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris knew that the Trump-developed vaccine was not being mixed up by Trump personally. This was being done by scientists, like in a lab. There was never going to be a situation where Trump endorsed a vaccine that Fauci and the scientists who made it would not support. So why did she say these things? She was only trying to drum up suspicion... Because it would help the Democrats win an election if they could cause distrust of Trump's vaccine. That's so obvious, and yet the the media, so-called fact-checkers, will not admit this. To this day, Joe Biden is still lying about the vaccine. This is what this befuddled old man said in February of 2021, this year. This is what he said on CNN. He said, it's one thing to have the vaccine, which we didn't have when we came into office, but a vaccinator which don't, don't even ask me to explain what that jumbled mess of words means. But here's one thing he did say about the vaccine. He said, which we didn't have when we came into office. That was just a straight up lie. When Joe Biden came into office, which was only weeks before this, when he came into office, they had a vaccine. Not only that, Joe Biden had taken the vaccine weeks before he was in office. So had millions of Americans. So Newsweek fact check this claim that biden made on cnn about where he said it's one thing to have the vaccine which we didn't have when we came into office so newsweek decided to fact check that and they wouldn't say that biden lied they said that what biden said was so wrong that it's unclear what biden meant (laughs) they just called it unclear it's so wrong what he just said it's so untrue it's so wrong it's unclear what biden meant They won't just say that he lied like they would do with Trump all the time over every little thing, over every hyper literal little phrase that they could try to retranslate. When Biden says something that's a straight up lie, it's they just say it's so wrong. It's unclear what Biden meant. How could he have been so obviously wrong? Surely our Lord and Savior couldn't have lied. So we're just going to they said we'll ask the White House for clarification, which apparently they never got because there's no way to clarify a straight up lie like that. They never got a clarification. Or else they never posted it in that article. They never updated it. Here's another false claim that Joe Biden recently made. Joe Biden claimed last week, okay, Thursday, October 21st, he made the following claim. He said, when I was first elected, there were only 2 million people who had COVID shots in the United States of America and the vaccine. Now we've got 190 million because I went out and bought everything I could do and buy insight, sight and it worked. Oh my goodness. Everything in that statement is wrong. It's wrong. When he says he was elected, he said there were only 2 million people who had COVID shots. Okay. In November of last year, when he was elected, there were zero people vaccinated because the vaccination had not even been announced yet. So obviously it hadn't been distributed yet. There was no 2 million people who had been vaccinated. They hadn't even announced the vaccinations yet when he was elected. So maybe he just misspoke. Maybe he meant at the time of his inauguration, maybe that's what he meant, that there were only 2 million people who had COVID shots. No, because at the time of his inauguration, 16 million people were vaccinated. So where does the 2 million come from? I honestly don't know if, if this man just lies all the time or if he has some kind of dementia. I honestly couldn't tell you. So then Biden claims in that quote that I read before, he claims that... so. Since only 2 million people had COVID shots, I mean, this is what he claimed. He claims that, so to fix that, he went out and bought everything in sight to get more Americans vaccinated. I think it was meaning he went out and bought more doses of the vaccinations. But that's wrong again. The Trump administration, in the final months of their administration before Biden took over, the Trump administration bought 300 million doses to get Americans vaccinated. He bought 300 million doses. Once they had the vaccine ready, that's what he got. He got 300 million. Now, there's only 333 million Americans, period. So there's no way mathematically that Biden can claim that he bought enough of the vaccine to get 190 million Americans vaccinated. There's no way he could claim that because mathematically, it's just impossible. And thankfully, this was fact-checked from... Someone, most of us probably never heard of this. Channel 25 WEEK in Peoria, Illinois. It's one of these local news sources. And they might be the only real source of real fact checkers anymore. Because Newsweek and CNN and ABC, they're clearly not doing it anymore. But thankfully, Channel 25 in Peoria, they got the job done. They fact checked this claim from Biden. Pointed out that it was all wrong. So thank you to them. Before we go today, I just want to, I want to do one more segment with you. Our Beyond the Headline segment. I want to do this beyond the headline that's, again, a retrospective, not of a year ago, but I want to even go back a little bit further to March of 2020 at the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. I want to show you something that CNN said. This CNN article will blow your mind because it's going to show you just how much the media has been lying to you all the way through this whole pandemic. So sit tight. We're going to do beyond the headline in just a moment. All right, so before I close down later, I do want to just go ahead and mention this here. If you want to get in touch with Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast, send us an email to fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. That's fierybutpeaceful at gmail.com. If you see some fake news, send it our way. Whoever gets it to us first, they'll get credit for it. Also, if you want to stay in touch throughout the week, you can follow along on Twitter at Fake News Weekly. And if you like Bible studies or if you just really dig the sound of my voice, I do have another podcast now. It's called Cross References. And this other one has nothing to do with news or current events. It's a Bible study podcast. And it's what I consider my main podcast. It has new episodes on Mondays. So go look up Cross References. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get this podcast. You can also find my other. All right. Now we're going to do a Beyond the headline with the CNN article, as long as we're just in this retrospective mood this week, here's a CNN article. This is from March 2nd of 2020. This is going to blow your mind. Here's the headline that CNN put out, March 2nd of 2020. Masks can't stop the coronavirus in the U.S., but hysteria has led to bulk buying, price gouging, and serious fear for the future. So CNN ran this article about how coronavirus hysteria is leading to mask shortages because they say masks can't stop the coronavirus anyway. So people shouldn't be buying them up. Leave them for the medical professionals. (laughs) This was really something the CNN put out early on in the coronavirus pandemic. Now, I just want you to just think right there about I it, this is technically an objective news article but you can just detect so plainly the scorn that they have for anyone wearing a mask right now as in back in March of 2020 the obvious scorn that they have how if you're by, if you're wearing a mask right now cuz you think it would protect you from coronavirus you're just stupid they call it hysteria <laughs> they say don't have fear of the future you know, CNN telling us not to have fear of the future when that's all they do 90% of the time is try to generate fear about the future. Okay, let me actually read the article now because we're going, we're going beyond the headlines. So let me read you a little bit of the article. On CNN, panic over the novel coronavirus is hitting a fever pitch in the US. And despite repeated pleas from health officials not to purchase them, Americans can't stop snatching up masks and respirators. The mask boom has prompted sellers to jack up prices and exploit demand. This has meant a shortage for medics who need them. We need to make sure those N95, this is a quote, we need to make sure those N95 masks are available for the doctors and nurses that are going to be taking care of individuals that have this illness. That was quoting the Center for Disease Control uh, and Prevention Director Robert Redfield. And it really does displease me to find people going out. There is no role for these masks in the community. That is what the CDC said in March of 2020 it it displeases him it displeases them to find people going out and buying masks because in the quote there is no role for these masks in the community that was the cdc in march of 2020 if i were to say that on social media today they would remove it they would deplatform me they would say i'm spreading disinformation you're not allowed to say anti-mask stuff on social media cnn can report that and and they quote the cdc Which isn't the CDC considered the trustworthy source of the science. Isn't the CDC who we're supposed to go to? We're supposed to trust the scientists, the doctors. The doctors told us early on, masks don't do anything. Here's what CNN says next. They have this in big, bold letters in their article. Okay? Like, twice as big as everything else. This is what it says. Americans don't need masks. They buy them because they're scared. (laughs) That's what CNN reported in big bold letters in march of 2020 Americans don't need masks they buy them because they're scared Americans are scared this is being said by CNN who had a death toll ticker at the bottom of their of their uh on their TV screen they had a death toll ticker of everyone who's dying from coronavirus they had that all year long of last year up until Joe Biden became president they had this death toll ticker We're always keeping it right there in your face How many people were constantly dying of coronavirus okay the the cnn who spent most of last year excoriating people who didn't wear masks this is what they reported though originally americans don't need masks they buy them because they're scared continuing in the article to be clear once again americans don't need masks the cdc says that healthy people in the u.s shouldn't wear them because they won't protect them from the novel coronavirus in fact warns U.S. Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams, face masks actually might increase your risk of infection if they aren't worn properly. Wow. (laughs) So They were saying this in March of 2020. That the science says healthy people don't need masks. They won't protect you. Source, the CDC. Source, the U.S. Surgeon General. In fact, it could make it worse if you don't wear it properly. Where's all that reporting today? Where is anyone pointing that out today? And here's why I say this. When, when doctors put on face masks to protect themselves, you know, as they're going into seeing patients and all that, as it has been done for, you know, decades, when doctors are putting on face masks, there's a particular way you're supposed to put them on, a particular way that you wear them all day. Okay, they actually teach you in medical school how to properly put on a mask because if you put your fingers on the wrong spot, put your fingers to places where you're supposed to breathe, you might just be spreading germs to your like where your mouth area is so there's actually training that has to be done on how to properly put on a mask and then not only that you don't just wear the same mask for for days and weeks in the medical field you throw it away every day um you might even throw you might go through more than one mask a day because that's how you keep things sanitary now in America when they tell us to wear masks today or when they were telling us to wear masks all of last year, they didn't care about the scientific or medical way to put on these masks. They didn't teach anyone how to properly put on a mask. They didn't tell you, Oh, Hey, you have to throw it out every day. They didn't care if you wore an N95 or a cloth mask or a net gator, even though the cloth mask doesn't have the same protection as an N95, a net gator doesn't have the same protection as a cloth mask even. And yet, What did we hear all of last year? They don't care. As long as you just have your face covered, that's all they care about. If they can control you, that's all they care about. Just to read a little bit more from this CNN article. Talking about face masks. It says medical workers who treat patients with the novel coronavirus do need them, and the CDC says it's crucial that those supplies don't come out, don't run out. But when it comes to hysteria and panic, reason takes a back seat. Reason takes a back seat. (laughs) Dr. William Schaefer's quoted next. He's a professor of preventative medicine at Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. He told CNN this is a psychological thing. The coronavirus is coming and we feel rather helpless, but getting, by getting masks and wearing them, we move the locus of control somewhat to ourselves." By the way, I totally agree with what he said back there in March. I'm going to just agree with what this doctor said. The masks are a psychological thing. Anytime you read a study the, the media would always try to run... The, CNN would try to run these studies. This is what, why masks are so effective. You know, and they'd try to prove it later on after this. they try to prove that masks are effective. Well, you always got to look at those studies closely. How are the people in that study actually wearing the masks? If the mask is really effective, okay. Are the people wearing it? Have they been trained in how to wear the mask properly? Are they just doing the test over a, over a short period of time? Unlike reality where people wear the same mask for, for weeks and months... I mean, I've had the same mask all through the coronavirus pandemic. I've washed it a few times in the washer, but I've always had the same mask. Okay. That's not how any doctor is taught to use a face mask. So when they do these studies that are supposedly proving how effective masks are, are they actually studying the way that real people wear the masks? Are they, are they doing it with cloth masks or N95s? Or are they, are they including net gaiters in the study? You know, the study might not include all those details that are actually relevant to how people truly wear masks. But then those studies would just be thrown out as if they proved that masks are effective. And I agree with this doctor who said it's a psychological thing, who would be deplatformed if he said that today. But you could read it in CNN in March of 2020. All that to say this, the media has been lying to you about COVID all along. Media has been lying because every time the science changes, every time the science changes, they immediately say, and you need to get on board with these changes or, or you're a bad person. You're killing grandma. You know, if you believe what we said in March of 2020 instead of what we're saying in May of 2020, if you believe what we said two months ago, you're a bad person who's killing old people and you're selfish and you're a scourge on society and you're the reason for this pandemic and we're not going to put any blame on China. know, it's all on your next door neighbor because of whether they will or won't wear a mask. You know, that's that's... It's why this country is so divided and hateful right now, it's sad to see. But it's the media who's caused it to be this way. It's, it's all media creation. Because it's beneficial to the Democrats if we're at each other's throats. And it would be detrimental to the Democrats if they had to actually go after China, who's the reason for this pandemic. They'd rather make you blame the pandemic on the person living next door. Or the, or the, the stupid, you know, people in whatever state that has a Republican governor people in the South. They want to, they want to blame everyone else. They won't actually blame the country that started this whole thing. So CNN said that in March of 2020, March 2nd specifically. And then here's what CNN says on March 12th of 2020. They have a, I guess this is an opinion. I don't know. Maybe they, they consider it objective news reporting probably. Here's a, here's a headline from March 12th of 2020. How Fox News misled viewers about the coronavirus. Wow, they actually have the guts to report 10 days after reporting that face masks do no good and that there's no reason to wear one. And if you do, you're just hysterical. 10 days later, they're reporting how Fox News misled viewers about coronavirus. (laughs) There has been a lot of misleading going on about coronavirus. The media has been lying to you about this thing from day one. Okay, here's what CNN is saying now. Here's a headline from October 22nd, okay? So from the past week. Well, a little... A, a week and a day ago, something like that. People vaccinated against COVID-19 are less likely to die from any cause, study finds. <laughs> I Every time I've read that, I can't help but laugh. If you've been vaccinated against COVID-19... Oh my goodness, it's like you have a superpower now. You're less likely to die from any cause. They actually just say that in the headline <laughs> as if it gives you this divine supernatural protection, okay? You're, you're Superman now. If you get the COVID-19 vaccination, you're less likely to die from any cause. That is not a news headline, ladies and gentlemen. That's, a, that's an advertisement. That is not objective reporting. Any cause, Seriously? If you get the COVID-19 vaccination, you're less likely to die from falling off a cliff. You're less likely to die from a car crash. Here's a good question. Are you less likely to die from vaccine side effects? If you get the vaccination, are you more or less likely to die from vaccine side effects? That that, that would I don't th- I think that would be included under any cause CNN. That'd be a good question to ask. So anyway, I don't I don't believe what they... Whatever this headline is trying to say, I don't believe it because the media has been lying to you about COVID from day one. And it's not going to stop. I mean, I mean, here's a series of headlines, all from CNN. Just all from one news source. Here's a series of headlines starting in February of this year up to today. Here's a series of headlines from CNN. One. Single Pfizer vaccine shot provides strong protection for those who've had COVID-19. UK studies suggest... 2. People vaccinated against COVID-19 can go without masks indoors and outdoors. 3. CDC updates guidance recommends vaccinated people wear masks indoors in certain areas. 4. Vaccine protection against COVID-19 wanes over time, especially for older people. 5. Johnson & Johnson vaccine recipients should get their second dose as soon as it's available, experts say. 6. Three doses of COVID-19 vaccines are likely needed for full protection, Fauci says. <laughs> and then here's, here's seven. Immunocompromised may need a fourth COVID-19 shot, CDC says. That last one's from this past week. <laughs> so <laughs> over the past year, it went from a single vaccine shot provides strong protection to you can go without a mask now to, oh, oh, no, you need to wear the mask again. To, okay, the vaccine protection is waning over time. Now you need a second dose. Now you need a third dose. Now you need a fourth dose. How long is it going to be before we're told about the fifth dose that we need? Listen, neither the vaccines nor the lies are going to stop because the media has been lying to you about COVID all along. Joe Biden has been lying to you about COVID all along. The fact checkers have been lying to you about COVID all along. There have been 742,000 deaths from COVID since the outbreak began. Biden and Trump at this point, they both presided over roughly half of the pandemic. And both Biden and Trump have seen roughly the same number of deaths. The only difference is Biden had a vaccine and Trump didn't until the very end of his presidency. By any objective standard, Biden's handled this pandemic worse than Trump did. He's actually had the vaccine for his whole presidency, and yet, basically the same amount of deaths since the vaccine. Actually, there have been more people who've died since the vaccine came out from COVID than there were people who died before the vaccine was available. By any objective standard, Biden's handled this worse than Trump did. He handed the best possible scenario, a cure for the pandemic, from day one of his presidency. He's handed a secure border. He was handed an economy that had nowhere to go but up. And he's run it all into the ground along with his approval ratings. And he's just getting started. And maybe we never would have had to deal with him if the fact checkers had just done their job last year. This has been Luke Taylor with Fake News, a fiery but mostly peaceful podcast. And just remember, when you hear Joe Biden telling you, well, anything, that's just fake news.